Cooler weather means the importance of cool clothes. Jesse Browns has Patagonia, Filson, and Barber for your top. And Duckhead, Mountain Khakis, JBs for your pants. Oh yeah, and OnCloud, Blundstone, and L.L. Bean Duck Boots for your feet. And you're completely outfitted for a trip to the grocery, to the parkway, or a trip around the world. Get over to Jesse Browns or jessebrowns.com where the outdoors are always in fashion. Hey, we had a dry fall, then a lot of rain this winter, warm temperatures throughout, then a slight bit of cold, then extremely warm temperatures again. Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors, your host right here from Jesse Browns. I'm Bill Barty. What does that mean for our lakes, our farm ponds, and the bass that are in them? We're going to find out how we should be looking at success if we're heading out for a little bit of bass fishing with one of the experts over in the flybrary at Jesse Brown's. He grew up fishing the lakes and ponds around the Charlotte area and throughout the Carolinas and then some, and we're going to bring him on right now to find out what these Carolina bass are doing for the Carolina anglers. Christian Gelia from Jesse Brown's, welcome aboard. How we doing? All is well. Christian, we have to bring you on here because we had, uh, again, as I said, a, a drought, a lot of rain, uh, mild temperatures, and then a slight bit of cold, and then very warm temperatures. So uh, that's been the Carolina winter thus far. But I wanted to ask you, what does that mean for the largemouth bass that many anglers waking up early to the Carolina outdoors are in pursuit of? Yeah, so for the bass in the wintertime, especially coming out of a warm summer, um, it's pretty tough this year as far as uh, summertime fishing because the water was so warm, so these fish were pretty lethargic. Um, coming into winter and it getting so cold so quickly, um, the fish kind of go off into the depths, rock ledges, drop off, stuff like that. And then when it warms up like we've had the last couple days, when it's warm at night, these fish kind of try to push up and maybe get the inspiration to maybe try spawning if the water's warming up in the uh, oh, wow. shallower areas. Well, in the bass spawn, that's something that usually will not happen until, I guess, really towards April. The spring spawn is when that's going to happen. So if, that, if we're talking about that really front end of February, um, that's really early. Yeah, that is incredibly early for bass to spawn. Usually... Um, anywhere further south of here, so Charleston, um, Beaufort, Savannah, they usually spawn maybe middle of March or you know, early April. Um, here we usually see it uh, middle of April um, just because our winters are a little bit colder, so it takes a little bit longer for the water to warm up to their suitable. This reminds me a little bit of uh, talking about the peach farmers, uh, you know, in springtime where um, it, it begins to warm up, and then we may get, you know, knock on wood, we don't have that for the peach crops, but a, a freeze that will, you know, kill the peaches right after they, they've budded, um, if you will. It sounds like uh, there's a little bit of confusion with the bass, with the, with the, you know, weather warming up after being cold. Talk to us about how they normally um, are acting because they are in wintertime in cold water. These are warm water fish. Bass are um, warm water fish. That's where they thrive. But when the water is cooler or colder, they really slow down, don't they, Christian? And, and they, 
what techniques should we use when that's happening? Yeah, so with bass being cold-blooded, they kind of um, they excel in warmer water as far as their movements. So when it's cold water, mm-hmm. you kind of have to slow it down. So there's really no power fishing. You're not throwing spinner baits. You're not throwing top water. Um, so you're really kind of honing in on smaller profile fish. So stuff like Ned Rigs, um, Sankos, um, even like a drop shot. So, so talk to us about that, like like a drop shot. Tell us what yep. that is, and and we're using those baits because they they really mimic the lethargic uh, uh, mood or movements that these bass in cold water are going to be going through anyway. Yeah, so you're you're kind of mimicking something that's not going to be moving a whole lot. So something you can fish in one spot, so it lets the bass kind of mm. they don't really have to move around much because they're not using a lot of energy. Um, so a drop shot's pretty simple. It's just a weight. Um, at the bottom, so you tie a weight onto the bottom of the end of your line, and then about 14 to 15 inches up, you tie a hook. So it's it's almost in the middle of your line, and you attach a bait, and the bait is off of the bottom of the the lake or pond or wherever you're fishing, and it's suspended. And the only movement you're getting from the bait is you just twitching your rod. So the bait's not moving; it's staying in one spot. So the bass, it makes them easier to uh, to find the bait. And if it's near them, they don't have to move very far to get it. They're not really chasing. So, and I assume that means we're retrieving pretty slowly, or just very as you slow. said, you just twi- uh, you know, twitching it a little bit to create that movement. No, no Correct. real aggressive retrieves or aggressive movements. Yeah. Um, so you're not. There's no power fishing um, in the winter time. It's it's more or less the finesse presentation, smaller profile baits. And that's what the bass are looking for. And and a lot of people think you throw a small bait, you're going to catch small fish. That's the complete opposite in the wintertime. Wow. Okay. So now that we've got you on this, you may have just said this too, but there's something, I guess, vertical jigging or, or um, you know, jigging spoons and blade baits. Is that another uh, thing that gets more attention in the wintertime, more lures yep. that get attention in the wintertime? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So blade baits and lipless crankbaits. Um, especially like flutter spoons and stuff like that, fishing them vertically. Obviously, it's much easier to do so from a boat since you can just drop it straight down and fish it back up like like you would in saltwater if you're fishing for amberjack, stuff like that. But the um, the benefit to those is they're small profile. So the blade baits are very small, but you can cast them really far. So you can get them around drop-offs, rock ledges, stuff like that, and you can – it's something called a yo-yo technique where you reel the slack in and you're just lifting the rod and then you're dropping it. So the bait's moving very slowly back in. So you're, it's just dropping and then it's picking up, dropping, picking up. So it's, you're fishing it very slow, almost like a drop shot, but it's it's got a little bit more flash to it. The voice you hear right there is Christian Gelia from Jesse Browns. He's joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors to talk a little bit about the wintertime weather that we have had, the ups, the downs, the droughts, the rain, and everything in between. But what does that mean for those of us who are on one of our area lakes, maybe getting up early on a Saturday morning, listening to the Carolina Outdoors via the airwaves of WBT Radio, or maybe you're joining us at another time of the day, via highlights of the Carolina Outdoors podcast. He's talking about the habits of these largemouth bass and how the habits of us anglers should change to have success during the wintertime here in the Carolinas. And, Christian, we have a bunch of water 
uh, for bass fishing, whether it be the huge lakes that surround us, man-made lakes that are that are, are, are full of bass, really, the uh, area of ponds, farm ponds, uh, county, city and county park ponds that are available. Do you have a favorite during this time of year um, for us to go? Let's say that we have a boat. Do you have a favorite area to go, whether it's largemouth or we could even move it into talking about striper as well? Um, and then we'll, we'll switch up a little bit and say that you don't have a boat where to go. Yeah, so, Bill, I'm not going to tell you my secret spots because that would defeat the purpose. But um, I will tell you that something that's very, very um, successful this time of year would definitely be up on Lake Norman um, fishing rock ledges drop-offs. Um, although on Lake Norman they're very plentiful in spotted bass, um, not really many largemouth there, but they have the same, um, the same habits as largemouth do, so... Um, a lot of the baits you would throw for largemouth, those aggressive spots will, will bite those as well. And um, fishing around the Maguire steam plants is a very good thing to do since the water stays warm there practically all year round. Uh-huh. And out on the main lake, you know, the water's 55 when the water's over, over by Maguire's about 72 to 75. Man, that is a great tip for a man who grew up fishing all over the Charlotte area to to give us that one out there. And there are a lot of anglers who know where you're talking about, but there are a lot of people that just learned about that spot on Lake Norman. But, Christian, let's back it up a little bit. Um, Of course, you're known to swing a stick, too. You're an avid golfer as well, and um, uh, many of the public or private courses that we have in the Charlotte area are full of uh, lakes and ponds, uh, also the park system. There are pl- farms in the out, uh, you know, surrounding community have these great ponds uh, on them. If we don't have a boat, um, which type of water like that do you like to fish, and uh, where might we go? But not your secret spot. Well, I'll tell you, the, those, the southern farm ponds, um, there's something about it. I don't know if it's the deer feed or whatever it is mm-hmm. they're putting on that grass, but those fish in those farm ponds just get giant. And the golf course ponds as well, they just get so big. You know, they've been there for a long time, places like Carmel, Charlotte, um, even some of the older clubs just around here that have, the ponds have been there forever. The fish are just, they're just so big. Um, nobody fishes them. And I like to kind of test the waters on golf courses um, a lot of time you're not allowed to be there, but it's kind of worth it if you can go catch a seven or eight pounder. They're asking Christian while he's driving all the way over to the lake, uh, uh, his golf balls over there because he's going over to cast a line as well. Mix it up a little <laughs> bit. Exactly. <laughs> Swing that club and then uh, cast a line, mixing it up with Christian Gelia from Jesse Brown's giving us the lowdown um, on bass fishing and fishing in general. Christian, we're running low on time. We're about to wrap this thing up, but um, – for the fly rodders out there, of course, over at Jesse Brown's, we have a lot of people coming in, um, you know, taking on a fly rod, which suits usually, um, you know, the more shallow water, six feet or less in depth. Uh, any words of advice for somebody with a fly rod out on any of these types of water? Yeah, def- definitely. So a lot of these farm ponds around here, just even on Lake Norman, um, I throw clouser minnows a lot and just kind of representing the forage that they're eating. So a lot of it's going to be herring, threadfin shad, gizzard shad, bluegill. So any pattern that follows their forage, these fish are not very picky because there's so many of them. Um, So throwing something that's matching their forage, you know, the old saying, match the hatch, is a very true point. 
Ah, uh, words of advice. Thank you so much, Christian Gelia from Jesse Browns. His email, Christian at jessebrowns.com. Or better yet, stop by Jesse Browns and pick his brain, whether it be uh, how to swing that golf club, but more especially how to catch the big bass on the Carolina waters. Christian, next time we're going to get you to take us to the low country of South Carolina and give Perfect. us a lowdown of those big bass as well. But off he goes, and off I go. But just for a moment, we're going to jump back over on the other side and talk a little bit about mountain biking in the Charlotte area. That's right. If you're a single-track mountain biker, stay tuned for more. This is the Carolina Outdoors.